E-S-N-Y. Cowboys fan, that's why you're okay with it. <laughs> Daniel Jones, are you kidding me? Oh my god, really needed the sixth pick for that? Oh, yeah, I know. That's unbelievable. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Jesus, god, <laughs> Daniel Jones. Dwayne Haskins threw 50 touchdowns last year, and you guys took the guy from Duke. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man! Oh man! So entertaining to watch. I'm so sorry, guys. Man, he's a Jets fan. I'm, I'm a Jets fan. So this is just hilarious to me. This is just. Oh my okay. god! This is how today's gonna go. That's fine. All right. Today's Thursday, episode ten of the Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast, presented by Elite Sports New York. We have our very first guest. You know her from her Guardy Party reaction videos and her pun-driven Twitter humor. It's my boss, Allison Case. What's up? <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> This is also Allison's podcasting debut, which is a huge moment for both of us. Yeah, I'm a little nervous, so please bear with me. But if I get to talk about Brett Gardner, I'll be content. Well, Brett Gardner is exactly where we're going to (laughs) start. And I I have a question for you, and I I don't think you're going to like the first question. Mm, Okay. Is this Brett's last year as a Yankee? Uh, It should be. It should be. Oh, I I'm think it should be. Um, biggest fan. Well, just because she likes him doesn't mean she can't be rational about it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I'm, I guess being a fan, sometimes you can be totally irrational about this kind of stuff. I love him to death, and I've loved watching him play for the past 10 years, and it's been great. But you got to know when it's time to hang up the cleats, you know? Might be that time. I mean, he's been great for us right now because he's just holding down the three spot, and it's we need it. I mean, oh, if absolutely. you if you asked me at the beginning of the season, would Brett Gardner ever hit in the three slot this year? I probably would have laughed in your face. I would have laughed if you said like, he's going to hit. I would have. I probably would jokingly said like ninety five percent of the team would have to get hurt, so there's no way that's going to happen. And then it lit- and then it literally happened. That's exactly what happened. I know when I when I saw that lineup when he he was first in the three hole, I was like, wait a minute, is this is a joke? This is not real. I don't really understand why they put him in the three-hole, of all people. I mean, Luke Boyd and Glaber are still there. They're not irrelevant. Right. No, absolutely not. I mean, honestly, looking at it, I love having – recently he hasn't been great in the leadoff spot, but I really like him in the eight or nine hole, Um, sometimes even the sixth. Uh, But for some reason, he really likes the three slot. And his stats, honestly, like I looked those up the other day, they're pretty good. Yeah, um, said, what are they? Let's see. For his career? Out of the three-hole? Yeah. So, da, da, da. there we go. In the three-hole, I mean, he's he's played 26 games where he's actually been in that, that slot, and only 12 of them have been starting. Um, so mostly, obviously, leadoff second and ninth. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's still batting 280. He has a 400 slugging percentage. Um you know, at he this Brett Gardner stat line of all time I've ever heard. <laughs> at this point, we can't really ask for much more. I don't <laughs> think it can get any worse than it is right now, injury wise. No, oh god, no. Well, but, you say but that. Watch now, out, who did we just sign? Watch but, out, Cameron Maben. Cameron Maben, baby, he's coming in. He's gonna save the day. Him, it's... Mike Talkman, Brett Gardner, the outfield of what dreams are made of. Mike Mike Talkman is a guy. If you told me a month ago that I'd be actively rooting for Mike Talkman and start to really like him, I would have punched you in the face. James, we sat here during spring training and you were like, "This guy stinks." He, like we, saw, I don't know why we saw him. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, but again, you did apologize. You gave him an apology on the last episode, which is rightfully so. But what a, a dream outfield! 
I mean, this just gets me up in the morning. Cameron Mabin, Brett Gardner, okay. Mike Talkman. What do you think of Mike Talkman, Allison? Um, so actually, my sister loves him. Uh, my younger sister. We, why is that? I, you know, I don't know why. We went to the game uh, Friday the 20th? No, 19th. What, 19th. Friday oh, yeah, you 19th. went with inviting Esney. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we went to that game, and my sister was just like, yep, my new favorite guy is Mike Talkman. And I was like, why? I mean, and it's she a goes, pick. She's like, there's, there's no rash explanation for it i just like him and i was like well that's kind of like me and Brett Gardner, so. yeah but listen here's the thing if you hit a home run against the boston red sox like if that's who you really started going off against mm-hmm. I, everyone starts to love you if oh, that yeah. was the twins that he hit a three-run homer it's like all right he got one finally <laughs> but it wasn't it was the red sox and we routed him in that game so i was like all right talkman the sockman we good oh absolutely and uh you know he I, just watching him Wednesday night when he basically he slid into home for that tying run and he was, was so, so excited. Oh, it was That's just such great. A huge, a huge change from when he first started too. I think it's I know. a double and he got really fired up and everyone in the club. I was like, bro, what are you? Who are you? <laughs> I feel like my husband <laughs> is like one of those mild mannered, like, um, suburban dads that like, you know, goes to the store and does all the grocery <laughs> shopping and everything. And then he freaking slides into home for the go or the tying run, and he just flips out, and I'm sure the entire bench was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, he's he seems like the type of guy that he would get just as amped if he was just like the suburban house dad. Like he'd get that amped just to, like cut the lawn on like a Saturday morning, <laughs> or like if he was just like a day trader or something like that. He just made, did something good. He'd stand up at his desk and just start screaming, and everyone would be like, "Mike, this is an office. You can't do that. Like, relax." <laughs> you just imagine cutting him his lawn, and he gets that final perfect sliver that fits, exactly, that fits right under it he just probably gets so jacked up it's unbelievable his neighbor's like mike for the last goddamn time it's eight in the morning you can't be doing this <laughs> do we can we circle back to brett for a second yes oh absolutely so are we are we going to address how allison has single-handedly revitalized his season with that video i mean what are his that stats awesome. what are so his awesome. stats since the reaction video i mean if he continues to produce the way he's producing i think you, you're owed something. I mean, are you getting, like, you got to get something out of that. You must be in contact with the Yankees. They're trying to get you in the stadium for the season. Yeah. I mean, you're <laughs> his good luck be, charm. Oh, that would be a dream come true. And honestly, I will tell you that the uh, six-game uh, winning streak that they're currently on at the point of this podcast, because I don't know when it's going up. It'll go but, up tomorrow, um, but I, we're going to handle the Angels today. Book it. Yeah. And I did okay, knock on right. times. It's fine. I'm, that I'm means, confident. But you that, probably don't know anything about James's gambling habits. Yikes. But that means to bet the exact opposite because he's like the worst person ever at it. Anytime I've said book it, the exact opposite. The thing exact opposite happens. So you were saying the sorry. worst gambling catchphrase of all time. <laughs> so just the six game winning streak, it all started when we were at the stadium for that game. And I've never witnessed the Brett Gardner home run live. Really? I was fascinated. I mean, it was just amazing. The the guy just fascinates me, and I what, like, what made I you record that moment? Like what made you like what gave you the self awareness to take your phone out and start videotaping before he hit that home run? Do you like do you record yourself every at bat, or was it just lucky for his hundredth home run that you had it? You know, so I was at home with my mom, and, and we were watching. She kept changing the channel. I said, "No, we got to keep it here." Brett Gardner's at ninety nine career home runs. Oh, so you were and, waiting for it? You all right, waiting I was for waiting for it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So that what a big one, too. A grand slam. I had slam. a good feeling. That I was didn't awesome. think it was going to be the grand slam, but I was like, that would be kind of cool if it just so happened to be the grand slam. And then it happened, and I cried. And I I called uh, one of my friends, and I I was bawling on the phone. I you can't fake that kind of emotion. Is, is it, if correct me wrong, isn't your dad in the background of that video going, why are you crying or something <laughs> like that? It's hysterical. That is my father. And he actually told me, he goes, that's not an excuse to cry. <laughs> and I said, I had to, like, once I took the video and once it was done, I was like, I had to explain it to him. I said, dad, have you ever had something that you're just so passionate about that Every single emotion that's ever been inside you just comes like exploding out. It was like that is Brett Gardner to me. And he's like, okay. He's, he's probably like, yeah, like watching my kids succeed, like enjoying them, watching them enjoy something they do. And you're like, well, Brett Gardner, you know, this middle-aged center fielder for the New York Yankees hitting grand slams, which gets me going. 
<laughs> Allison, absolutely. are you one of those people who believed that Brett Gardner had hair at one point in his life? You know, I didn't until I saw that one picture of him, which is... Oh, that fake picture, right. Yeah, yeah which is saved on my phone. I was like, um, this actually looks kind of real. But well, yes. He's never had hair on the Yankees, right? No. He's Maybe always in the minor been, leagues. He's always just been clean cut. Yeah. yeah. I don't I, think it was on purpose. I don't know. Was it on purpose? Is he bald for, like... I think he probably just saw the writing on the wall early, and as Scott Van Pelt likes to say, he just tells Tiger Woods to, tr- to come home, come to the good side, and just call it quits. <laughs> I think he just saw it on the wall, and he was like, that's it. I'm going bald. You, you have to at some point. You have to just call it and be like, all right, I'm going to make this my choice. <laughs> I have one last thing about Brett Gardner, and it's another thing I don't think you're going to like. Oh, Cliff when... Frazier and Brett Gardner, right? Sort of. Okay. When everyone starts coming back from the injured list, you're going to have Stanton out there, Hicks out there, Judge, hopefully sometime. Yeah. And how, Where does Brett Gardner fit into the picture with Clint Frazier involved? Um, you know, I really love the way Clint Frazier has started this season. He's come out with a lot of confidence. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like that in the beginning and yeah, um, a lot of people hated it, but I was like, you know what? This kid's got talent. Just let him do his thing. And he has, and he's exceeded in every expectation. Um, you know, I think Brett is probably going to end up being the odd man out. But I also think it's because he actually is a pretty good pinch hitter. And also having him come in late in the games, you know, for pinch running and things like that. He's definitely not where he used to be with speed, but he could still play a huge role. And um, I think he doesn't necessarily need to be on the field to play that leadership role and um, make a huge difference in that lineup. So I I think he's kind of slowly accepting the fact that, you know, he taught Clint Frazier everything he knew during spring training. I know Clint Frazier said that. and That was great when, um, when Clint came out and said, I'm coming for left field. And Brett was like, I, well, obviously. That's yeah. what he's supposed to do as a professional. He's supposed to want my job. Right, right, exactly. So I think, I, yeah. To build up Allison's point, I'm, gonna, I'm getting a big Dave Roberts 2004 vibe from Gardner for the Red Sox where nice. he's just like yeah, he's just but that's going to be his position he's going to come right. in and like he's going to come in and pitch run his job like she said he's not quite there at the speed he used to be but he's going to get he's going to be in the position he's going to get on first and then his job is just to get to third get the second that's I'm all just, he'll have to I'm, do I'm not exactly sure why we're bringing up the 2004 Red Sox on the oh Yankees podcast God, get over yourself. I don't I feel I feel like we should well, just let that one go it happened, James. <laughs> all right, all right. So another thing that could complicate that, of course, is Miguel Andujar. I don't know if you saw this. It just broke like an hour ago that he mm-hmm. could be coming back like next week. Yes, which is I did huge. see that. Mm-hmm. I assume if he did, he's going to be playing a lot of DH, which puts Stanton in left field or, or right field while Judge is out. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be so big to have him back in the lineup. Right. I am so excited. We need We need hitters so badly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, these guys are doing a great job, but it's it's not the same. They're playing a nice old school game, too. I, yeah. I feel like the, the analytics nerds in the tunnel are just freaking out. Like, no, 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 no. you can't. What do you mean you're going to do a safety squeeze? You're giving away an out. <laughs> and that's how we're winning ball games. Yeah. No, hey, that's how they're getting the job done. But, you know, it's always nice to see those uh, home run hitters that we signed for that purpose hitting home runs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely worth it. I'm not. I'm gonna hate to see Urshela go though. I know. Yeah, he's been awesome. Anytime a ball gets hit to that side of the field, I'm like, he's got it. I mean, who yeah. needs Manny Machado when you have Gio Urshela? I I wouldn't. Right? He's like, he's good at the plate too. Mm-hmm. On yeah. on what was it Monday? We had the extra innings game. Oh, by the way, the West Coast trip is just killing me. I I'm not. Also, I'm not shout out to my bad math the other day. Where we're on pace to come very close to the total number of innings. So <laughs> suck on that. He's referencing. We spent about thirty seconds trying to figure out what nine it times was like nine three was. Minutes. It was like three minutes trying to figure out the. Problem and it's it's it. in it's in every single multiplication table and every single notebook of all time, and we couldn't figure <laughs> it, it out. Late. I was done. It was a disaster. Not even close. But then that game went to fourteen innings, and my math turned out to be. Pretty much right. I was up till three o'clock in the morning. It was fantastic. I got, I got to see who the real I got psychopaths. Hours. I don't know what you're talking about. I got to see who the real psychopaths on Yankees were. That was awesome. That was great. We have a fourth guest. That yeah, that exactly describes what this whole thing is. <laughs> All right, so Allison. Besides yes. Aaron Judge, because obviously he's the most important person in the entire universe. 
Yeah. We need back the most right now. At this very moment? Yeah. Gone, Chacon. <laughs> <laughs> well, at first I was going to say, if this was yesterday, I would have said Gary Sanchez. Of course. Um, you know, not just because of his bat, but because maybe opponents will actually stop running. And Romine can't catch a ball. Yeah. He's to be really yeah, good. I don't know what shirt, happened. So. Um, what do you mean, what happened? What I don't do you mean? I don't know what happened with Austin Romine when he first he's started. Just, he just he's just not looking great this year. He's let he's let by a lot of a lot of pass balls, and um, essentially he doesn't have that quick release that Gary Sanchez has when you know the opponents are trying to steal oh, rock, second rock and on. third. I couldn't believe when the season started and we were talking about Gary Sanchez. All of a sudden, he can block everything, but he can't throw down to second. <laughs> well, that's what like Gary the catcher position before this to- totally gets off the rail here with like, like we always go back to I'm new to the whole Yankees Twitter thing the catcher position with Yankees Twitter is arguably what uh, might be the most frustrating topic to oh, even seen it to year, even friend. try to like people to get to wrap their minds around people are are calling for Gary's head and Romine is in Houston he can't even catch a goddamn fastball like, it doesn't make any sense like, he's calling the spot you're the catcher you know where the ball is going and it's there and he's like oh shit well, like, to, to be fair, it's pretty hard to catch 103 off Chapman if he's not pinpoint. But it wasn't even Chapman. Oh, I know, but we have a lot of hard throwers. And if it, if that's off, then it's off. It's going to be a tough time back there. But still, I mean, you're the backup catcher. You're there for defense. You got to like play defense. We said the other day, it's in his job description. Like, so besides Gary Sanchez, who is now back, who is it that we need back the very most right now? Ooh. Honestly... And I'm not allowed to say Aaron Judge, am I? No, because that's he's the most important person in the universe. Man, you're right. He definitely is. Um, you know, I think I would like to see the switch hitting bat of Aaron Hicks. That would be a huge addition. That would be great. Um, Especially Hicks is he plays he can play anywhere in the lineup, right. one to nine. Right, exactly. And I think you know his defense, like we were talking about. Early with Brett Gardner, you know, his defense is definitely not where it has been in the past. He's just kind of, he's getting old. It's tough center field, too. Left field in Yankee Stadium is a tough one. Center field is tough, too. Right. You know, we get a lot of shit for the short porch, but nobody talks about how deep left center is. Right, exactly. Yeah, so I honestly, I would say probably Aaron Hicks. Um, You know, having that extra outfield depth, but also having someone that knows the Bronx and, yep. you know, can take care of that center field position, but also add a potential... And pretty a lot of versatility. Sweet, yeah, pretty sweet swinging a uh, lefty bat there. Um, that could really, really help because, as we as we well know, this lineup is very uh, ready heavy. Right. Speaking of that, uh, have we seen the last of Greg Bird? I don't know. I don't know if you want to let go yet, but have we seen the last of Greg Bird? <laughs> oh wait, are you a Greg Bird? Listen, I'm not Greg oh, Bird. Oh no! Did Rob, you set Rob this up Bird on purpose? Listen, I feel I... like I'm being pranked right now. <laughs> So, uh, I, I, you know what? I feel like there we go again. It, it has to be the it has to be the end of Greg Bird. Ah, that's oh I, man. I love him as a person. He's I gonna do he's great in Kansas City. Really, good I wish dude. him the, all the success in the world. But I feel like his time in the Bronx just it, it, maybe it's just not right for him. I don't know. Bad luck. It's not. It's not around. for everyone. So. I don't know. I would say it's probably, I would say it's probably done. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I don't want to believe that. Rob's very anti-Greg here. Yeah. To and be now, fair, I've been, I've, I've been on the Greg Bird hate train since like 2014 or whatever it was. Back at pretty, back at back at our Geneseo days, I was on the Greg Bird hate train. He was really good in 2016. Oh yeah. And a big, big home run in 2017. Yeah. You know who else was really good a couple of years ago? Austin Romine. What? <laughs> no, he had the one year he had the highest batting average as a backup catcher. He was batting like two ninety. Yeah. He was a backup was like, catcher. Yeah. yeah. So don't don't uh, want me. <laughs> I was gonna say you said good. There's a difference between how good Greg Bird hey, was in hey, twenty sixteen uh, and remember off. who else was like really good a couple of years ago? Chad Green. Yikes. <laughs> I was actually gonna bring that back up next. Chad Green getting sent down to triple A. Your thoughts. Oh. Um I think it's a it's a great move. It should have been done sooner. Um I love Chad Green, but he really only has a fastball. He's really got to start 
if he wants to be successful, he's going to have to start developing his other pitches. You got to throw the slider for a strike. If yeah. you're going to throw a slider or a change, you got to throw him for strikes. Or mm-hmm. you're just, he relied on that fastball for so long before people mm-hmm. kind of realized. Like, yeah, I think he throws that like seventy percent of the time. Right. Great fastball, but in the show, everybody can hit a fastball. I mean, he did so well in two. I think it was 2017 was his best year. Um, yep. And then last year, year you know, he started out okay, and then he kind of you know went down. But they also did that thing with him too, where they kind of waffled him between a starter and a reliever. Mm-hmm. You know, so he was pitching longer innings to start. He's definitely in a weirder role now. Yeah. So traditional. I, I wish. Him. I sincerely, I want to see him succeed. But, you know, back in 2017 when we saw him, he was 5-0. and He had a 1.83 ERA. He was dominant. He was the pitcher out of the bullpen. And he just doesn't have it right now. Yeah. I don't want to start this argument because it's not an argument at all that should take place. But Joe Girardi did have very specific rules for how to handle Chad Green. Mm-hmm. And that was his best season by far. It's never on a back-to-back. When you pitch yep. him, pitch two innings. Mm-hmm. Two and fly. You're good. And he mm-hmm. had a great, great year. Well, he's a dependable arm when he's on, but right now he like Allison said it I think it was I personally agree too that it was too little too late. And I think hopefully he'll get it back in Scranton, but mm-hmm. right now yeah. he does not deserve a spot on a major league roster, especially with how pitch. those guys exactly. You can't like the screenshot we saw that's floating around Twitter right now where it's like he probably got sent down for this, and it was 87 right down the middle of the plate. Was that against Trout? Uh, it, that Bork uh, with the Grand Slam? I forget, what the, forget what the, I forget what the screenshot was of the at-bat. It just had the oh. K-zone. I, I think with it was the, Bork. I forgot that he was in Los Angeles. Yeah, now. it was just the screenshot of the pitch, uh, the K-zone. But it was literally right down the middle, and it's like, that will get you sent to Pennsylvania quicker than anything yeah. else on this planet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you know when the young guys are coming up like Joe Harvey, I'm sorry, Joseph. His mom wants us Isn't to call like him Joe? Joseph. This is a this is a pro Joseph Harvey podcast. Oh, we love. We were actually we were recording during his first outing, which was oh, really? fantastic. He, oh, yeah. I like him. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. We kind of made fun of him a little because he looks like an average dude. But then he came yeah, out. Was exactly, because it was during that Houston series where we were just getting killed, and it was like they just ran out of options, and they just like pointed to some dude in the stands with a Yankee jersey on, the like, "You're pitching, dude. Let's go." <laughs> and he killed it. He crushed it. I mean, I can honestly hope that Mike Talkman's neighbor is um, Joseph Harvey there. Because yeah, they're Joseph the two Harvey dads. Wouldn't care. Yeah, they're the two dads that run like the neighborhood watch. Those two guys. <laughs> Perfect. Like, let's, yeah, that's exactly what they are. So speaking about the bullpen, who's your top three right now? Um, Luis Sessa. I'm a huge Sessa fan. Really? Yes. I really and... like the bullpen, but I don't know. He built up a lot of ill will with me over the years. <laughs> so I, I think you kind, you guys probably kind of realize right now that I am, I don't give up very easily. <laughs> oh no! Oh. No. <laughs> so <laughs> when it's... you're the most positive person on Yankees Twitter, I try to be. There's a lot of times when the negative the negativity just gets so bad. But when I saw him in spring training this year, I actually watched him start, and I was like, "He's got it this year." Always you know, had the way, stuff. yeah, just the way he's uh, he's not nibbling. Like he wasn't doing the Sunny Gray thing where he was just like, "Oh, let me try. we don't <laughs> mention the name on this podcast. That's a, that's a curse word. Sorry. <laughs> you can say anything else you want besides Sunny Gray. <laughs> Sonny okay. Gray was on Allison's list of people who cursed the Yankees on their way out. So <laughs> he, I, I guarantee you, he did. I mean, you had he hated them, like not hated them, but you know he had a uh, he I, had I some feuds there. I think he hated. I hate's a good word. Yeah, but, but Luis, Luis Sessa, Sessa I really enjoyed watching him so far. Um, I really like, and I think it's just because of that ridiculous movement on on Adam Adovino's, uh pitches it's phenomenal to watch like i'm just fascinated i'm just fascinated um for us it's unfair he's like a human cheat code like yeah. the human body shouldn't be able to do that do you imagine he was doing that like oh steelers steelers just traded up he was in that five thousand feet above sea level and he came down and he's like no nah, i have more movement on it now this is even <laughs> more unfair right right i mean it literally looks like um like a frisbee like yeah. as you watch it go in, you're like, oh, it's it's going right towards the batter. Nope, comes right across the middle of the plate. You're just like, I saw, I, there's a Twitter account on 
uh, it's called like Yankees 3D pitching, where it shows <laughs> the flight path of every ball. And Adam Adovino's slider, when he throws it, looks like it's going to end up behind the hitter. And then it's a strike swinging down and away. It's oh just God. unbelievable. It's like something out of Super Mega Baseball. Like it just shouldn't happen. It's just like a cart, like a cartoon, is what it does. It's unbelievable. Any, anyone who plays Xbox is going to get that because MLB the Show is only for PlayStation. So we got to <laughs> find whatever we can find to play baseball video games. Hey, no worries on that end. No. Um, and then I guess I would say my third. Mm-hmm. Um, I always love watching Chapman, but he always scares me. He's either um, on or he's not. Exactly. And you know right from the first oh, pitch. Know immediately. And I'm surprised the Yankees don't pick up on that because sometimes they just leave him in and they're like, oh, yeah, he'll be fine. Like, no, the so, first like two pitches. Like, yeah, yeah you're exactly. Say one thing, but you can tell pretty quickly whether or not it's going to work. I feel like the Yankees have a lot of pitchers in their bullpen that, like, you know either right away if they're on that day or they're off. You can just oh, yeah. tell. Now, they've been off a lot lately, which I don't care for. Right. I, I think it's kind of a trait that kind of follows a lot of, like, the hard-throwing relief pitchers when you think yep. of, like, Batanzas, Chapman, and especially our guy from across the city, Dries Familia. Like, when that guy comes in, you can throw from, you know, from pitch one. You're like, all right, this game's tied. Like, you yep. just know immediately. Yeah. Chapman's the same hard, way. Everything has to be perfect. If you're not in perfect unison, it's it, you're going to lose the control so fast, and that ball is going to find some seats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I would say that my uh, my third, my number three in the pen, I really like the way Tommy Canley has been throwing. So um, great. Got him off the Red Bull, and now he's really good. He's like yeah, a, look at he's that. a normal high-energy player. Is that now. what happened? He's not like out of control. Yeah. yeah. He's drinking like five Red Bulls a day. He was, was like shaking I'm not a doctor. Come out. That can't be good. No. <laughs> no, and we were concerned about him at the start because he was the guy. He was the dude yeah. for a while. And that White Sox trade that came over, he was like the piece. Yeah, Robertson and Frazier were the names, but Canley was the guy we really wanted. Yes. Right. Yeah, I mean, I like the way he's been uh, he's been throwing the past couple times out, so he's definitely moved up on my list. Um, you know, I think we definitely still have a pretty reliable bullpen. It's just a matter of getting all the pieces to work. I feel like, you know, right now you've got kind of like a disparity between, you know, Sessa, Adovino, and... Uh, well, even like Joseph Harvey, yeah. um, who are, are the people not giving up runs. And then you've got the other half that are just, some are giving up one or two. Some are giving up <clears throat> far too many. Zachary. You know what it feels like is <laughs> last year when not every part of it, if you separate the team into three parts, the offense, the starting pitching, the bullpen, mm-hmm. I don't think there was a single time last year where all three parts were working in unison at the same time. And that's no what it way. feels like this year. The offense, uh, The offense has an excuse because there's no one there anymore. Right. But the starting pitching has been absolutely lights out and under two ERA for mm-hmm. a couple weeks now. And then yeah, the bullpen absolutely. is an absolute disaster. <laughs> and you know what? I think we all owe a huge apology to Brian Cashman. Oh, um, ooh, I would never speak ill of Brian Cashman. I love that man. Well, I guess I'm thinking more of Yankee Twitter, oh, which yeah. um, Rabbi, I know that's a new oh, thing yeah. for you. <laughs> They're animals out there. Uh, but, you know, they... Even when they signed LeMayhew, they were like, the why did all you time. give him that much money? Oh, well, yeah. Look- we, are, we are on the consensus that DJ LeMayhew is the greatest hitter that's ever lived. <laughs> we're up in that train. I can agree to that. I, I love his approach at the plate. I mean, he's one of those guys that literally just looks to go to the right side like the other DJ that we had. Oh, Derek yeah. Jeter, that is. Yeah, exactly. I think if I had just a nickel for every time... John Sterling said, oh, he's exactly like Jeter was. Oh, boy, I would not have to do this podcast for money. <laughs> do we do it for money? Wait, I we're I getting paid for, for this? We're going to find out from Robbie in about three months when the payouts come. <laughs> <laughs> just just dragging him through the mud on this? Yeah. Jesus. It's fine because I know he's going to listen to it. It's fine when I make fun of him because like, they no. have it. It's fine when I make fun of them because they have literally no idea who I am. They just <laughs> let this crazy person talk on their website and they have That's no true. idea. One third of this, one third of this podcast works for Allison. The other third does not. <laughs> That's true. Hey, um, in terms of like starting pitching, which one of our pitchers has impressed you the most this year? That's a tough one. Um, I want to say, I yeah, but I kind of expected it from Paxton. He's been really good his last two starts. I want to say it's Tanaka because 
it's it, we didn't really know what you never know what you're getting from him. If he carries it through the entire year, this will be the first time where he's had a really complete dominant season where, you know, obviously he's been great for us, and especially in the postseason he's been awesome, but mm-hmm. he's never really had that full regular season of being, you know, the ace. But now he, Severino's down, and he was just like, all right, it's time for me to step up. I get what you're saying where you thought yeah. pa- Paxton was supposed to be Paxton, but, you know, when he first came over, it was like, what the hell is going on? And then God bless Carlos, Carlos Beltran was like, hey, dude, by the way, you're tipping pitches. And he's like, oh, okay, and fixed it. And now he's just striking out 10 dudes a game. I mean, it's fantastic. I'm really yeah. looking forward to watching him all year. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I really like, like watching. Yeah, I like watching uh, Domingo Herman. Oh, he has been a breath of fresh air. That You know, that's it's... my new answer. It's Domingo Herman. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> I knew you would change it. Oh, yeah. We always said he was like a poor man Severino, but this year so far, he's been Severino. Yeah. I mean, so far, he's 4-1. and one. He's got the lowest DRA on the team. Yeah, He's probably um, the second most consistent behind Tanaka, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Electric stuff. And he's 26. You know, he's got, he's got room for improvement, too. And I think um, Aaron Boone has mentioned a few times that, you know, he's still kind of trying to find himself. I was like, can you imagine if he discovers a few more pitches consistency right exactly i think that opens up a nice if he can keep this going all year when severino does come back do you foresee them kind of going with a six-man rotation or do you think herman ends up in the bullpen because he's got bullpen stuff but i think having a six-man rotation with our health concerns could be nice yeah i i would prefer the six-man rotation just because i've seen a lot with those people that they switch back and forth between the pen and the starting rotation java chamberlain (laughs) <laughs> Java rules. I have that Java t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I would prefer to see them go with the six man because you never know with like CC Sabathia. The guy always ends up at some point in the season doing He's something gonna else. He's going to have a stint. He's going to have right. another stint. Right, exactly. It's and you know, that's who he is as a player. Right. Yeah. They, they knew I think it. he's what, 38, 39? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's 30. Okay, so he's turning 39 this year. Mm-hmm. It's pretty old. And he's a big guy. Like yes. really big. Yeah, I actually did Massive. an article once. He's a unit. Yeah. Did you did hear? Did you hear what he calls him. Clint Frazier? What? Did Did you listen to R two C two last week? I know you listened to them. Did I listen to them? They no, slipped I didn't it in real week. subtle. I think, I think they were talking to Harky. And oh they, yes, I didn't listen to that one yet. Okay, yeah, it came out that CC calls Clint Frazier Canal Street Clint because he's got the fake Jordans that he puts the cleats on. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that's awesome. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, for anyone who doesn't know, Canal Street is where all the fake goods come from in New York. When you got a fake a fake bag or some fake shoes, they all come from Canal Street. Ooh, our boy Mike Ford, a chance for an RBI here. Love Mike Ford. He is such a feel good story. Oh, he, the other fact I forgot about him when I said like I could totally understand why he he's about to be like the most hateable Yankee of all time if he turns okay. out to be good. He's also born on the Fourth of July. <laughs> went to Princeton, all Ivy League pitcher and hitter. You know, uh, trades through the minor leagues. You looks know, like a Yankee. Yeah, Jersey guy looks like a Yankee and born on the Fourth of July. Like, oh yeah. Just wait he's for on him to start he, swinging the bat. He's on Boston's hit list right now. It's so unbelievable. I can't even wait. Well, you know, mom, mom and dad in this, mom and dad in the stands. You know, picturesque, <laughs> like watching his first game. Intentional walk list for a lot of teams. What'd you say? He's on the intentional walk list for a lot of teams. At one point, he had more intentional walks than hits. No, I meant like he's on the hit. Like, no, 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 I know. Yeah. yeah. He's such a feel good. Grinding in the minor league since 2013. Gets picked up in the Rule 5 draft. Gets sent back. Oh, man. You just And for everything that had to go wrong for him to get a major league at bat. This is what it's all about. Who is that on second base? Talkman? Yep. Oh, yes. Talkman is Talkman. He's got to work. Sterling is just—he's a genius. I think he. I love the. I love the commitment to the the thing though. The act. I love his commitment to it. Like he will not change. No, no. How difficult the last name is. Oh no, you can't. <laughs> but there are also a lot where he's just—he just completely punts on it. Like I think when oh, he came he, up with well, Tachman the sock, he was, Sockman, high, he was. I did not expect this guy to hit a home run. <laughs> well, that left his mouth, and he was like, "Shit." <laughs> <laughs> like right. Su- Susan was like, "Oh, John." <laughs> All right, Allison, we have one more question for you, and it's going to be sure. the question we ask all of our guests. 
I don't know what it is, so this should be interesting. He does not know what it is. It's very important that you have a fantastic answer to this question. Oh, great. Okay. How do you feel about bat flips? Bat flips? Bat flips. Well, I'm not Astro Rants. Um, You know, at first... (laughs) At first, I was a little like wary of it because I was like, "Oh, you're just showing him up." But now I start to think about it, and I'm like, "I no, don't tell me he's hurt." Son of a bitch! My feet is behind. Oh, are you watching on the computer? Now I'm nervous. Now I'm nervous. But anyway, backflip. Everything's so yeah. I guess uh, my first experience with backflips was with Jose Bautista in the uh, postseason, and that was I was pissed. I, I can't tell you how mad I was. Say Bautista. <laughs> I was just so mad at him. I was like, are you kidding me? That's so terrible. But then, as the Yankees started doing it, I was like, this is actually kind of cool. Maybe they should keep doing it. <laughs> You're okay with this one. It's your team doing the show. So, what Everyone else sucks at it. <laughs> and then, like, seeing, like, Didi Gregorius do his little, like, you know, when he swings, he has this, like, I don't even know how to describe it, but he just kind of, like, bloop, I miss like, him so much. I really liked that one time he had a home run last year. I think it was against the Twins, where he, he pimped it, dropped the bat, and then turned around to the catcher because he hit him with the bat. Yeah. Good, and then he rounded the bases. Like, yes. That's the cockiest thing I've ever seen. But also, he's a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think bat flips uh, are good for the game because honestly if you want to attract some younger fans to the game they got to have a little more attitude can't oh, just be boring we also we can't have pitchers going after hitters for bat flipping oh no. god no 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 situation was not great and that was a hell of a bat flip maybe maybe a top five bat flip we'll see this year when you grab it from the okay. top of the bat and flip it down it was aggressive okay but let's talk about this it was not a bat flip he literally javelined the bat that's true Less of a flip and more of a toss. Yes. So, yeah, I guess it wasn't really a bad flip, but, you know, showing up, everything like that. And then my comment to the pitchers is uh, pitch better. Pitch better. Hit your spot. Pitch better. Hit your spots. Don't be Chad Green. Come on. You're 400 feet. You're going to get pimped on. That's what it is. (laughs) It's 2019. Let the kids play. Yeah, I agree. Let the kids play. But then, you know, they'll get suspended for it anyway, so whatever. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Allison, this was awesome. You are our first guest. I was very nervous about how this was going to go the first time because I've never interviewed anyone in my entire life. And I'm not Rob, I don't think. What was that? You have not interviewed anybody for any purposes. I don't know. Yeah. So this was awesome. I'm really looking forward to having you on again sometime next time Gardy does something awesome or when Clint comes back and starts lighting the world on fire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Either one (laughs) I could do. That's fine. (laughs) Either one. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. Follow her on Twitter, that NYY chick. That's me. All right. Have a good one. All right. Thanks. You too. All right. We're back. That was an awesome interview with my boss, Allison. Fantastic. Way longer than we thought it would. We thought we'd get like 20 minutes out, maybe get some quick topics in, and we went for 40. I thought for sure once you heard me open up my dumb mouth, she would just hang up. <laughs> no, that was that was a lot of fun, and it went really long, so let's just run through some topics really quick so that we can get out of here. I'm going to see Endgame tonight, which is all that's on my mind for the rest of the night. Snake so, kills Dumbledore. Bro. Why? <laughs> all right, so let's just say it. The Yankees are a depleted roster, and they're on a six-game winning streak. They're winning games they shouldn't be winning. Yeah, six game winning streak. What is it? Uh, eight and one in their last nine. Just eight, eight and two in the last ten. Yeah, eight and two in the last ten. It's, it's a great time. I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> These West Coast trips. The fact been... that you corrected that just to add an extra loss. Well, is just... Last ten. Last ten is the stat that most people use. Okay. Just okay. Just... Eight and one in the last nine. Whatever. Six game winning streak. <laughs> Everything's going really well right now. Everything is going really well. Uh. Things just got better. Yes, signing are, of the century. We are watching the game. Oh my god! The signing of the century. Cameron Nabin. Technically, it was a trade. 
whatever you want to call it. You a, know? A, a trade, a trade for a player for cash is basically just a signing. Oh, I, I what was it? Probably like, what did you say before? Like hundred forty, and I it was hundred forty thousand <laughs> yeah. and like a couple of pistachio shells. They probably got Cameron Maven on the plane, and he's in he's dollar forty, dollar forty. Oh, dollar dollar forty. It's pistachio shells. That was it. But the crazy thing is, he's already out in L.A. Yeah, they literally just showed him in the dugout, like, like, yeah, like, oh, what do you think you guys need me by, like, right now? Like, that's how bad it is when you know you're probably chartering a flight for Cameron Maben to get to L.A. as quickly as possible. <laughs> Talk to Cashman. He's like, oh, so when's my flight out, oh, buddy? Whenever. Oh, you we're get- already waiting for you at Columbus International, dude. But what do you mean? When is it? We're here. <laughs> we are waiting. We we are here. You're, so, you're dressing tonight, friend. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, we'll get some night. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> when's the flight? We're going to get some nice depth out of him since we lost Clint Frazier to the IL. Gary Sanchez comes back right for Clint Frazier to go back down on the IL. It's it's rough. Clint was playing so well. I really hope this doesn't kill his momentum when he comes back in two weeks. He's just he's been one of the lone bright spots of the year so far. Just as just as good as Brett Gardner in the three hole. Yeah, seeing Red Thunder go down was probably one of the last things the team needed right now. Street Clint, man. I thought that guy was invincible. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, the way the season's going right now, I mean, nothing shocks me. Uh, We also acquired Brad Miller. I I doubt. I missed that. I doubt he plays a significant role going forward, even with all the injuries. But again, that's what I said about Mike Talkman. So who knows? Brad Miller's going to be batting second for us in a couple weeks. (laughs) (laughs) CeCe Sabathia, he's almost at 3,000 strikeouts. He is three away. Probably will get it in his next start, which is in Arizona. What a career. Yeah, I mean, it's just wrapping it up. He Has he come out and said this is his last year? Yes. Yeah, right? Yes. So, you know, he's, again, it's just, it's just one of those seasons where he's just, you know, he's still a competitor, but, you know, he's wrapping up on all this milestones and stats he wanted to get to. It's all yeah. about the counting numbers for the Hall of Fame people. Exactly. That's exactly what's going on now. And also, you know? there are not did steroids, which CC did not. I mean... If he did, it, if he did, it would be the least successful use of steroids of all time. <laughs> that I is. love CC. Don't get me wrong, dude, but not I, exactly a picture of perfect health. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like you know, like I mean, listen, I'm one bad weekend away from being fat. Like, but he he's he's thick. <laughs> he's a 20 year career into being fat. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, he's good friends with the captain, and I don't mean Morgan. I'm talking about Crunch. <laughs> Oh no, dude! He is. What is wrong with you? He's like what? <laughs> oh no! I mean, it is what it is. That's that's ruthless. <laughs> All right, Gio Gonzalez. He opted out of his contract and then immediately signed for one year, two million dollars with the Brewers. Perfect signing for them. Yeah, I mean, all the sense in the world. Get him out of here. Yeah, I hope I wish the best for him. We really he was okay in AAA. We really just had no spot for him. Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> oh man, that was a poor taste. I forgot about that part. Man. That this was a disaster. Yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah. We're off the rails. It's late. I'm tired. Since we're so off the rails, we're recapping really fast. Monday, one, four, three, 14 innings. I stayed up till three in the morning. Didn't care. My for math it. turns out not to be as bad as it was. No, maybe not. Maybe your math is right. I mean, the math was wrong, but maybe you'll end up being right in the end. I'll end up being right in the end. That's all that matters. Uh, Chappie blows it in the twelfth, blows a save in the twelfth inning after Gio Urshela put us up with a sack fly, and then Gio Urshela had to be the hero again in the fourteenth with an RBI single, which ended up being the winning run. Jonathan Holder two lockdown innings. Didn't expect it. Really liked it a lot. So we end up winning on Monday. Tuesday, we went 7-5. We were in control the whole game. Domingo Herman, very good at pitching. 6.2 innings, one earned, unearned run, one unearned run, and four hits, which was awesome. Great start for him. Stud. And then Green blew it up. An absolute disaster. Four earned in .1 innings. Pitch, got one out, gave up four runs. Not great. We ended up winning the game 7-5 anyway. It doesn't matter. Chad Green got sent down to AAA. That was the last straw. Wednesday. Yeah, my team. We won 6-5. We were down 5 nothing going into the 6. Score 2 in the 6, 3 in the 7th, and then 1 in the ninth off a of DJ LeMayhew, greatest hitter of all time, RBI single. And that was great because he's in a huge slump. He was 3 for 39 at some point this weekend. I don't, I don't recall exactly what he is now. Uh, and fuck Angleton Simmons for pulling the hidden ball trick. 
I know it's a lot of fun. I don't care for it when it happens to my team. I love seeing it. Not not to Tyler Wade, though. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I don't like it. I love it, but I don't like it. What are we in right now? The second inning? Third. Third inning. We're in the third inning right now of Thursday's game where the Yankees are winning one nothing. Tanaka pitching pretty well. We'll see if he holds up. I think he will. He's very good at baseball. Yes, he uh, is. Next series coming up is with the Giants. I haven't seen Oracle, like Oracle Park now. It used to be AT&T Park. I haven't actually seen it on television since I think the Home Run Derby was held there. It's been quite a Does while. Does it even exist? Oracle? I feel like it's just a mythological place that oh. only... I feel like the co- the coverage for the Giants is not very... Because they're not very good anymore. It's yeah. just... I you mean, know, yeah, since... 20- do we get... Oh, wait. Do we get to see Drew Pomeranz? Oh, I hope so. Oh, I no, fucking we, hope so, dude. We see, we see Bumgarner, we see Paxton Bumgarner, then Hap Holland, and Herman Rodriguez. Probably won't see. Damn it. Yeah, probably won't see him. Pomeranz just started the other day. I was hoping maybe we get to see him. Damn I, it. I liked hitting against him so much. So did the, the rest of the major leagues. <laughs> uh, we should definitely win two or three of that. The Giants aren't that good. Uh, Bumgarner-Paxton could be a really good matchup because if the pitching troubles... Looking forward continue, to that. That should be yeah. awesome. And. If you asked me a month ago, I would have said this is going to be an audition for Bumgarner at come the trade deadline. But now I think I think we need another pitcher to go down long term to start looking for another starting pitcher of that caliber because we got to give something good up for him. You got to give up a haul for him. Yeah, there are other options. That, but I mean, we do have a bunch of people playing right now that really shouldn't be playing. So what? Who if, knows? If Brian Cashman turns Mike Talkman into Madison Bumgarner, I'll lose. Oh, I shit. wasn't thinking Talkman. Oh, you you think that's a not can't possibly trade guy? No, like I'm not saying that. I think we're gonna have to give up a certain other left fielder if you want to get someone like Madison Bumgarner. And I'm not even gonna say his name because I'm not even gonna put it into the universe because if that happens, I'm gonna fucking riot. Oh, you're talking about Brett Gardner, aren't you? Nope. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't care for that. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna say his name. El Rojo's if here to Brian stay. Cashman were to get Madison Bumgarner from Mike Talkman, I will never say another bad word or even think a bad thought I already about, don't. Brian, about Brian Cashman ever. But no, you've said we've said some questionable things sometimes. Like we were like you, you especially about Mike Talkman, which was a Cashman signing. That's true. That's so, true. But if he were to again, it's not going to happen. So we're not. Even, we, I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> uh, I already you... went off the rails at one joke that I totally forgot. It was awful, and I had no idea that was even... Totally forgot about that. Did you know that Madison Bumgarner once dated a girl named Madison Bumgarner spelled exactly the same way? Yes, I did that. That's that's so wild. I did watch baseball in 2011. That was uncalled for. (laughs) All right, so we should get two or three. Hopefully, we sweep them, and we just keep this hot streak rolling into Arizona and then back to the Bronx. Uh, Looking across town at the Mets... Nothing really interesting happened besides the fact that one of their relievers got suspended two games. For no reason. What? Didn't hit him. Didn't hit him. Didn't hit him. him. Listen. Didn't hit him. Three tries. Didn't hit him. Three tries. Didn't hit him. Oh, my God. Three tries. Two games for no reason. Didn't hit him. Unbelievable. Get over yourself, Major League Baseball. It came after Reese Hoskins pimped a home run in the ninth inning the day before, after the benches had already been warned about. I think somebody threw at somebody, the benches got warmed. Reese Hoskins pimps the ninth inning homer. The next day, Jacob Rehm, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah, Rehm. Rehm. Rehm, Rehm. Yeah, uh, he tries to hit Reese Hoskins three times in the head. In the head, which I don't care for. If you want to plunk some guy in the hip, that's fine. You go for a guy's head, you're talking about his livelihood. You're talking about knocking the lights out. Like in the Sandlot, when James Earl Jones tells the story of how he used to be a better hitter than Babe Ruth, and he just took a fastball to the head before they had helmets, and then all of a sudden he was blind. That was a really obscure reference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Around the league, let's let's start with Kyler Murray. He got drafted first overall today in the NFL which is crazy down because the Oakland A's draft. Boy, I hate to be the team that burnt the ninth overall pick on him in baseball. How do you, how do you do that? How do you use your first round pick on a guy you don't even know for sure is going to want to play baseball? Well, maybe he just hates Arizona so much. He'll just leave and just start playing baseball. Maybe, maybe he'll stink at football and he'll be like, let me give this baseball. It's all wishy-washy that whole 
multi-sport thing and, you know, owning the rights to players and stuff like that. Because if they don't sign, you still have rights to them and whatnot. So if you yeah. ever decide... It's like the NBA when you find out, like, the like the 76ers had the rights to some European guy for seven years. Like, yeah. that's, not a, that's not an actual yeah, thing. That's it, just it, an example. Yeah, but it definitely, you know, like baseball happens, like, people sign and never play. But basketball yeah. is another example where those guys, those especially the foreign guys, get drafted, you know, and they'll ne- they never play an NBA game. You know, they stay wherever they are. And then they have the rights, but they never come over. So I guess, I don't know, they think maybe there's some inkling that maybe Murray's team led them to believe that he's going to try football, doesn't really know if he wants to, but he's going to get his payday, he's going to leave football, and then go play baseball. I have no idea. But Draft rights in the NBA are the international bonus pool money of baseball. Just thought of that comparison off the top of my head. I'm really proud of it. Yeah, so what's the rules with that? How does that work you out? Have li- you have a limited number what of international you can spend, Yeah. Yeah. They used to I don't think they used to have a limit, but then the Yankees were just getting such awesome international deals because you have to Oh uh, yeah, Chen Bang Long, dude. Yeah, you get a certain amount and then you can trade for international bonus pool money. And now there's a, a hard cap. Like yeah. you can't go above this number no matter what. Oh, okay. And the Yankees we used Gary Sanchez was an international bonus pool guy. Where we just get these young kids. We just, oh, uh, Jason Rodriguez. Jason, Jason, I don't. Woo! Who was that? Yabo. Urshela. Ursula. Find some seats, Gio. That's great. Love Gio Ursula. Oh, that's a slow trot. Yeah, soak that one in, friend. But yeah. That... Oh, they look at, they're going to Sterling. They, they want to know his call. Is that his first one? Yeah, I'll, I'll have to look it up on Twitter later. I'm afraid to look at Twitter because I'm seeing Endgame in like three hours. And if it gets spoiled for me, this is fine that I can say it on the podcast because by this time I will have already seen it. If it gets spoiled for me by the time I see it, like I'm going to the movie theater with headphones and sunglasses. I don't want to see anyone's reaction. I don't want to hear anybody talking about it on the way out. That's the most ridiculous thing to me about a movie theater. People don't realize when you leave the theater and you're talking about the movie, there are people going in to see the same movie. Like when I found out when I watched Infinity War and I am going to spoil the cutscene for Infinity War. It came out a year ago. If you missed it, you know, that's on you. But in the cutscene at the end, in the post credit, they let you know that Captain Marvel was coming. And I was going in to see Infinity War at that time, the biggest event that in movie history. And I already knew that Captain Marvel was going to come into play some way. I was so upset. So this year I'm going headphones, noise canceling, sunglasses. I'm going to I I'm Blocking out all noise. Nothing is going to stop me from avoiding spoilers for Endgame. Back on topic. Justice Sheffield got called up for the Seattle Mariners, which is awesome. Former Yankee, we traded him for James Paxton. I'm I'm for sure going to watch that start, or at least keep track of it if I can't find a stream somewhere. Because Justice Justice Sheffield was our top pitching prospect for so long. I'm just happy to see him getting a shot. You know, hopefully he can earn his way into into the starting rotation. And just have a long, successful MLB career. And then we'll trade back for him. It'll be a Yankee again. Oh, we'll sign him in free agency. Like we do every single free agent that's ever existed. Like, for instance, future Yankee Vlad Jr., who is making his debut the day that this podcast drops, which is Friday. I'm very excited for that. Vlad Jr., I, I know he's in the same division as me, and he's going to give me a lot of heartache over the years. I have never been more excited to see somebody come up. Maybe not even for a Yankee. Uh, Glaber Torres, maybe. But the hype around Vlad Jr. Where is he is... playing the field? It's slipping my mind. He's the third base. That's what I thought. Yeah. And he just, he hits bombs. Someone had a quote today when he was in double A still. It was like, yeah, I don't know. Vlad Jr. was treating this like it was beer league softball, which it probably was to him. Double A pitcher pumping in 95 right down the middle. And Vlad's just like, whoa, buddy. I'm just fine. I'm just happy it's finally happening. Yeah, it's about time. Uh, last thing. The... <laughs> I I don't know who had this article come out. Okay, it's Anthony Castrovitz. I don't know who that is, but who does he work for? MLB.com, and he did a poll of players that MLB players who want to see other sport players play baseball. Number one on the list was Odell Beckham Jr. because he did have he was taking batting practice in LA last year and he hit a couple of bombs. And he got a great swing, so I, I recognize that. The most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard in my entire life is that Mike Trout wants to see LeBron play baseball. Maybe he just wants to see him to embarrass him. I think LeBron would be fucking terrible at baseball. 
Like, really, truly awful. I don't care that he's a good aren't actor. There video, aren't there videos of him taking batting practice that are pretty bad? Um, Actually, I want to see this. There's a link to the video. So I'm going to be watching this video live of LeBron James taking batting practice. I mean, the article doesn't even mention the best athlete in the world. Oh, I don't, I don't want to play. They actually took a video of it. This was in 2003, so they didn't have smartphones. They don't have a video of yeah. it. Oh, that's messed up. God, what, what was the earth before the invention of the smartphone? The article fails to mention the best athlete that's even alive right now. Tiger Woods. No. American Pharaoh. <laughs> oh, man. That's a... I don't know who's going to get that and who's not going to get that. American Pharaoh is a racehorse. And he won I mean, the triple crown. He's a triple crown winner. I think everyone's going to figure I it out. I won the money on American Pharaoh on the triple crown last year. We were actually we were we were out when that happened. We were watching from uh, above the comedy cellar. We that were. A, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> there's some other funny ones in here. Brett Gardner said he wanted to see Michael Vick because he thinks he could pitch and play center field. He's that good of an athlete. I think that's fair. Michael Vick can throw the ball about four thousand yards. Yeah, he's a freak athlete so too. There's no way that he can't pump ninety six easy. Uh, Julian Edelman got some votes. I'm not really sure why. I, I, he's not a particularly great athlete. I guess he took batting practice at Fenway one time. That's about it. Probably just because they, since he played quarterback in college and now he plays wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, some former baseball players, uh, Pat Mahomes got eight votes. Russell Wilson, uh, Yankees minor leaguer. People forget. I try to forget. He got nine votes. Everybody tries to forget. Yeah. Tom Brady got 10 votes. He was drafted by the Expos. That was so long ago. The Montreal Expos were still a factor when Tom Brady was trying to decide on his future. Uh, Beckham, Beckham was far and away the leader. He had 18 votes. Um, so that, that actually a really good article. It's just nice, nice, clean fun about who other sport athletes who you think would be good at baseball or you'd at least want to see. There's no chance LeBron James is good at baseball. I won't. I don't buy it. I don't care what Mike Trout says. Mike Trout's the best at playing baseball. He's not the best at evaluating baseball players. Who else got votes? There were some weird votes. Uh, okay, here. Others receiving one vote. Uh, Alex Ovechkin received a vote. Sprinter Usain see, Bolt. See, you, you can't let Ovechkin get a bat in his hands because he's going to beat the piss out of somebody with it. He's, a, he's an absolute lunatic. That's his sport. Uh, sprinter Usain Bolt. I really don't think his hand-eye coordination is what makes him such a great athlete. Well, he does play professional soccer. So I think that's also why they think... Does he really play professional soccer now? He does, yeah. I forget where. Not like high level, but he plays in a professional soccer uh, team somewhere. So so one team was just like, hey, you're going to sell a lot of tickets, but also when you get the ball, or when someone gets the ball, when the goalie gets it, just start running. Just run really Pretty fast. Much, yeah. And he'll kick it to you. Uh, Steve Nash got a vote. I don't... I don't particularly see Steve Nash being good at baseball. He's Canadian. He also does commentary for Bleacher Report. For uh, He does like a halftime uh, for the UEFA League on, uh, what is that, TBS or whatever channel it's on. And he, yes. I hate, I can't stand him. You don't like Steve Nash? I like him as an athlete. But oh, not like as his, a commentator. His voice is just like, I don't know, something rubs you the wrong way with him. Uh, Matt Stafford got some votes. I'm sure he played in high school at least. Well, yeah. You know who his high school teammate was? Kershaw. Yeah. So, there you go. They both played. He's probably, he's probably hit off Kershaw in batting practice before. Yeah. Probably took Stafford Kershaw hit deep. Hit 300. Yeah. Probably took Kershaw deep just like the rest of the NLS. Yeah. Uh, Kobe and Dirk. I don't think either. Maybe Kobe. Kobe's a. Why? <laughs> Why would Dirk be on there? A seven footer who is not athletic whatsoever. It's just a big strike zone. Yeah. Well, that's bad. You're gonna I know that's upset. I know that's bad, James. I understand how baseball yeah. works. Pat Pat Nishek had the worst answer of all time. He just said any cricket player. Yeah, duh. That's like the closest sport to baseball there is. Get creative with it, Pat, please. All right, that's all we got for today. I am on my way to see Endgame, and I'm gonna listen to the end of this game on the radio. Oh, Mike Trout's up. OBP over 500. How, how are the Angels so bad? <laughs> they don't deserve Mike Trout. Oh, uh, yep. That's a single. Best player of all time. Book it. All right. We'll be back on Sunday. I hope you enjoyed the Allison interview because we certainly enjoyed recording it. Have a good one. Later.